to Dog Secrets. Dog Secrets. <laughs> Brought to you by Zedekus, the Dog Prodigy King. The Dog Psychology Podcast without the whispering. <laughs> Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. You're probably thinking like, what happened to this guy after the last episode? Did he kill himself? What happened? Uh, The last episode, guys, was a sad one. It was uh, one of those ones that, well, you gotta listen to it. It, It's it's, some dogs got killed there, some dogs died there. Um, And it's these things, guys, that come with the job. Like Caesar Milan is um, uh, one of my favorite dog trainers, really. I agree with um, 95, 98% of the thing that he preaches and he does. And even him, as much as he's really good at what he does and um, he's an expert on pit bulls, um, even his own dog uh, killed Queen uh, Latifah's dog. So it happens, it's these things, um, even as good as, even experts make mistakes, right? Even experts make mistakes in all in all professions, so... If you don't know what I'm talking about, you guys can listen to that episode and you'll know. And it's funny because I did a lesson before coming um, and recording and uh, my client is listening to this podcast. Like, how are you going to tie this next one with that? Like, what are you going to say? Like, well, you'll see, you know, we'll, we'll go with that. I'm going to go over more about my services and how I do things, what makes me different than our trainers, my training philosophy, all those good stuff. So those of you who are interested in hiring me, maybe you'll know more about me, right? Or those of you who are seeking dog trainers or you want to do it yourself. Um, with dogs that are like be like behavioral stuff, it's, it's not easy to do it on your own. Um, commands, maybe, but behavioral stuff, no. Um and you'll know why that is as I'm as I'm talking in the podcast. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, all right, guys. So, what happens is, whenever you uh, look for dog training, there's three options: it's either private lessons, group classes, or board and train, where you send the dog away to be boarded, and while the dog's being boarded, they train the dog. And usually, people do this for these reasons: either they're busy, or they're lazy, or um, they they're uh, recovering from a surgery they're studying for a test they're gonna have company over um they're gonna do some remodeling reconstruction of their house they want the dog gone right (laughs) because it's just they have a lot on their plate right um mother to be right like you know they they're gonna give birth or they just give birth so they're like okay you know or when they go out of town vacation they like, okay, might as well kill two birds with one stone. Here's the dog, train him, and then show us what, what you've done. So it's either board and train, group classes, where you go sign up for a group class for six or eight weeks. And those are probably the worst one, and that's why they're the cheapest. Because it's strictly obedience. You're like walking around in circle. There's like 20 more dogs, um, a lot of distractions. And they don't really help you with bad habits and behavioral stuff. So if your dog needs help with barking, jumping up, play biting, separation anxiety, the dog's uh, aggressive, if the dog's unpredictable, 
um, dogs are fence fighting with uh, each other. The dog is counter surfing, banging at the table, stealing things, bolting out your front door, not uh, you know listening around dogs in your neighborhood, not listening around joggers. The group class will not help you with that. It will not. <laughs> it just will not. Um, because you you will see like this is just obedience training. It's sit, stay down, heal, and come. And it's not a real-life scenario, right? All right. So the main thing what I do, guys, is I offer house calls and boot camp or combination of both. Um, and you'll see w- what I mean by that, like combination of both. Because some people are like, well... I just want boot camp, no house call, or I want house call, no boot camp. Yeah, you have to be involved regardless, right? You have to be involved regardless. It will not work without your involvement, but it goes much smoother once you get the dog that's already trained, right? A dog that's already trained people, it's kind of like giving a perfectly clean, detailed car, uh, most people try to stay on top of it. Like, man, the car looks shiny, smells nice, looks nice. They do their best to stay on top of it, right? Um, it's the same thing with dog training. I've noticed when I give them a trained dog back, usually people stay on top of it, yeah. They're like, man, you've done the hard part. Let me do the maintenance, right? The private lessons, I'm training you and the dog, and it takes longer because I'm training both of you guys, Right? Versus I give you a trained dog back. It's kind of like giving someone a Ferrari, right? You got to know how to drive a Ferrari. So what's funny is a lot of people, um, they, they're they skeptical of boot camp. They're like, no, it wouldn't work. I don't think so. You know, uh, you got to... I do it all the time. I've done it for, you know... I've done boot camp for maybe 19 years now. No, 21 years. So I've been training dogs three decades, guys. I've been doing boot camp for 21 uh, years. And I honestly thought it wouldn't work um, because I was like, well, the client got to be involved. And I noticed, no, it actually does. It works really well because I send them a video clip. They see the dog not attacking dogs no more. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. As if you got you done a lobotomy done on, on my dog. The dog is walking beautifully on leash, walks slow, fast, on command. The dog does a solid stay, like an eyebrow-raising stay. My stays, guys, I don't care if there's a dog, a cat, jogger, bicycle. I don't care if you throw a juicy steak out from the dog or if you do backflips out from the dog. Your dog will not move. That's how I train the dog. You know, that's really impressive, right? What's more impressive is when the dog does it for you. The dog has to respond to you and your family, guys. You're not giving me your dog and giving me your money for a dog to listen to perfect stranger. The beauty of this process is your dog will listen and respond to you guys. That's the whole point, right? Because a lot of times people say, oh, it won't work, you know. Like guys always say that, that your husband or your boyfriend will say, oh, nobody can train this dog. You know, if I couldn't train him, nobody can, right? Um and that's not true really i mean i do this for a living your husband your boyfriend doesn't (laughs) i'm a professional training dogs is my profession right when you're dealing with a professional you know like any field it's a different ball game right all right so here's a few more things guys to think about 
I'm telling you, boot camp is my niche. So it's kind of like, imagine you go to a hotel, you make a mess, you leave a mess, you come back, your bed is made, the house, the, the house cleaner came and clean, even went next to the mirror, the bathroom is, you know, has new towels, it looks spotless. The trash can is empty, they may even leave a chocolate on your pillow, you know, it depends on the hotel, right? That's what boot camp is, guys. You give me an unruly dog, and then I give you a trained dog, and I'm telling you, 90% of the work is done. The five, 10% is maintenance. The adjustment is like the dog has to listen to you, listen to your, you know, kids, your husband, has to listen to your, to you in your home. Meaning with everything, with barking, with jumping up, play biting, potty training. If they're overprotective, if they're fighting with one another, the dogs harassing your guests. Fence fighting with the neighbor's dog, chasing your cat, all that. I will cover all that, how you guys stay on top of it. So if you're still skeptical, this will totally convince you. Think of the best trained dog you, you've seen. Like whose dog was the best trained dog or on TV or something. Like the dog was like jaw dropping. Most of those dogs, guys, believe it or not, were trained by a professional without the owner or the dog didn't even have an owner assigned to them yet so think of dogs for the blind dogs for the handicap hunting dogs and attack trained dogs protection training so think about it if you can teach a dog to take a blind person to the um, to the store to the bus stop this person's blind and the dog stops. Oh, stop, I was you gonna get hit by a car. Now you can proceed. This dog, guys, it takes months to train a dog like that. It was trained by a, an expert. Then the dog was assigned to a blind person. You teach a dog to bite on command, to bark on command, to only bite on command. Wait, wait, you know, bark and hold. They call this bark and hold. So your dog is trained, you know, to bite only if and when necessary. And the bite has to be either the arms or the legs, the chest, never the face, not the groin. And the minute you give the command, the dog should let go. That's it. The dog should let go. That was trained by a professional, guys, by a trainer that specializes in this. So they were trained by someone else. Then you came in the picture or the dog was sold to a person like, okay, this dog is totally trained. 15 grand for the dog, you know, it covers the cost of the dog and all the training. Hunting dogs. You teach a dog to go a mile away to bring that bird that you shot and the dog doesn't destroy the bird, doesn't eat the bird, <laughs> doesn't go chase a deer halfway, doesn't go after a skunk, get sprayed by a skunk. That takes months of training, guys, months. So what I'm saying is if these guys were trained like dogs for the disabled, you teach a dog to go get my purse, bring my cane, open the door, shut the door. If these dogs were trained to be trained by these, these important, really complicated tasks, your stuff that you need help with is cakewalk. They're cakewalks to me, guys. It's like laughable. It really is. Think about it. Teach a dog to walk well on the leash, stop the jumping, play biting, potty training, separation anxiety if the dog as leash reactive, doesn't listen around dogs or people. It's nothing compared to those. So those dogs, guys, were trained in a board and train or send away fashion, and I do the same thing. Now, 
what people do sometimes, how they hire me is they either do a private lesson, maybe they do one or two house calls, then they give me their dog for 10 days or so, or they do 10 days first, then they're like, okay, show us what you've done. We had to leave town and, you know, show us what you've done, you know, with the dog. Um, it's, it's really a beautiful process because a lot of times they're skeptical as, until I send them a video clip and they're like, oh my God, I cannot believe it. So I always send a video clip with every client. Like, okay, can we get a progress report? Like, yeah, here, here, here it is. What do you think? And they're just like, they're blown away. They're really blown away. Um, you got to make sure if you're going to go uh, with boot camp that the follow-ups included, meaning if you're not happy with the outcome, the dog stopped listening, you got to have the trainer come and show you what to do, what not to do, meaning don't drop the dog off again. So you could do that with me, but it's not a car, guys. It's not a computer. It's not a phone. You drop it off. It's a dog and you get it fixed. So whenever people need follow-ups, I give them lifetime. What are you doing house calls with me or boot camp, guys? I give my clients lifetime guarantee. Lifetime. Now, about my training method, I, I am diverse, meaning I find out what works for you and your dog. You know, I recommend what are, what are the best, what is the, to, what are the tools that best dog trainers in the world use? Do you know what that is? It's whatever that works for them and their dog. And that's how it's supposed to be with you. Whatever that works for you and your dog, right? Now, <clears throat> I want you to think about this. If you are able to train your dog and have it listen to you around dogs, around joggers, around guests, um, cat, outside, inside, with whatever tool, whatever, whatever, whether it's hot dogs, whether it's whistle, whether it's hay, clapping, and your dog listens to you, pays attention, that's great. But if that doesn't work, then I will tell you what else you need to do. A lot of my clients, guys, I'm not going to lie to you, they need the dog. I get the worst of the worst. I really do. Uh, these guys tried hot dogs. They tried hugging hot dogs. It doesn't work. They tried positive reinforcement. So I don't like positive, negative. I go by whatever works enforcement effective enforcement because you gotta see what works for your dog and i will find that out meaning you gotta see what works for you and the dog not just your husband because a lot of times dogs listen to men better they do we're a little bit uh, more uh, impatient we're stronger we're bigger and we're not as nice right so women are smaller they're weaker they're more nicer they're kinder and dogs just take advantage of them. And a lot of times the dog is worse with, with that spoiler, whoever spoils the dog, right? <laughs> so I will show you, for example, what to use the electronic collar for if your dog needs a shock collar, when not to, right? And as a good trainer, effective trainer, you got to tell people every option, everything that's out there. Because if you don't, you're not really doing your job. So a lot of dog trainers, what I've noticed is they know about um, the electronic car. They don't want to mention it. That's not fair, guys. You got to know. <clears throat> Let me take a sip of water here. You got to know, guys, what else is out there to get the dog trained, right? So I'll give you an example. Say, <clears throat> let me see. What kind of example should I give you? Um, 
say your dog is barking, right? And you know that the bark collar will work and, and the trainer knows different brand, but they keep it to themselves. And then you get rid of the dog. So deep down, the trainer should feel like crap. Like, man, I knew about the different brand of shock collar, but I didn't tell the client. I knew the shock collar will fix, you know, chasing the cat. You know, they this dog killed like two cats. The cat was their baby. The trainer would like, you know, say, no, no, just create them. Just put them on stage. Just muzzle them. When deep down, they knew the shock collar would work, you know. So to me, that's not fair. I, I have to mention all option and I leave it up to you. I give that choice. It's your choice. But remember, the collar, guys, is designed to hit the muscle, not the nerve. See, the, the thing that cops use on people, um, the taser is 50,000 volts. Shock collars are not even a 1,000. So 50,000 and they hit old people. They hit people with heart condition. They will hit someone even if they're in a wheelchair. They don't care. So imagine 50,000 volt versus not even a thousand. I never seen a dog pass out <laughs> uh, when they got zapped. I never seen a dog go into seizure. These things are designed to hit the muscle, not the nerve. Can you imagine how much they would get sued if people dog passing out or you know the, the, the shock or industry would go out of business, right? All right. So if your dog needs a shock collar, guys, I will recommend it. They call it e-collar, electronic collar, same things. Yeah, it's, it's a shock collar, guys. It's, it has a vibration mode, but a lot of my clients, you know, I tell them, like, they, some of them say, well, have you tried that around your neck, Zedekus? Have you tried it around your neck? Have you tried it? And it's like, no, I don't chase cats. No, I haven't tried it around my neck. You know, I don't chase cars. Yeah, I don't bo body slam you when you walk in my door. I come to my mom when she calls me right i don't ignore my mom when she calls me i will come to her yep i love and respect my mommy so a lot of times whenever you think about it shock cars used most people use it for to stop barking biting if the dog's guarding something the dog wants to kill the cat the dog eats everything off the ground the dog chases things like bicycles <laughs> skateboarders the dog's fighting with the neighbor's dog to the fence so me myself guys i've noticed a lot of times i kept quiet i didn't say nothing and i knew that the dog would be fixed with the collar and then i check with the client the dog they got rid of the dog they put the dog down they dumped it at the shelter and i was really mad like why did you do that why didn't you call me they're like well we're at, we were at, at, at our wits end we couldn't stop the dog we need to sleep the dog would not shut up neighbors are complaining landlord is you know threatening us so as a dog lover like a real legit dog lover i have to mention all options to you you gotta you can't be one trick pony guys now there are trainers they say oh that will make the dog worse that will make the dog worse is that an assumption or a fact think about it is that an assumption or a fact it's an assumption guys you're assuming the training trainers assuming it will make the dog worse it will only be a fact once you tried it. Like, oh, wow, there you go, that worked. Oh, my God, that worked. The dog stopped. The dog's not acting like a maniac maniac no more. Oh, wow, that you know. And these things come with vibration mode. So after a few zap, you know, use the vibration mode. I'm not saying, guys, your dog will need an electronic call, but if and when they need it, I mention it, I recommend it, and I leave it up to you. 
I can be zapping your dog at a 10 days boot camp and then I gave it to you and hope for the best that the dog will listen to you even without the zapper. No, whatever I do, you have to continue the same way, same tool, same method. So there's no sneakiness, anything going on, nothing like that. So what people do, I had this client that they, the dog stopped responding to the uh, shock car according to them. The dog will not listen. Whenever I saw dogs, I was a boxer and she kept saying, well, the, you know, we need another lesson. You know, the dog doesn't even listen to the shock car. Like, really? Like, how high do you go? Well, we use the vibration mode because he listens at home with everything. Like, well, no, no, shock him. Get back to me. Let me know. And again, she's texting me like, it doesn't work. You know, stop working. Like, really? How high do you go? Well, we don't do that. You know, Zarek, ah, we feel bad. We just use the vibration mode. And I said, Vanessa, I give you a shock car, not a vibrator, right? I gave you a shock call. And she couldn't stop laughing. She's like, no, you're right. You're right. Point made. And then I checked on her like, did that work? Like, yeah, no, you're right. So in a way, the dog forgot it's a shock card. The dog really thought that's a vibrator, you know. So again, you will make that decision based on my recommendation if your dog needs it or not. But those are usually the issues usually people need it for. Um, I never recommend to shock a dog if the dog doesn't sit. I will never recommend to shock a dog if it doesn't stay. I will never tell you to shock him if he doesn't heal. No, not in a million years. I will never not do that. It's always for corrections when the dogs are too fast. They're too fast, too unpredictable, and all you're left is just pressing a button, right? You have to right away outsmart the dog. We cannot run him. So you gotta, again, you got to see what works for you and that dog, right? Again, you got to be diverse. You got to be diverse, guys. Don't be um, limiting yourself. So let me ask you this. Say I had a magic wand, right? And I can uh, wave the magic wand and I was like, okay, you can make a, one of these two choices. Either I'm going to teach you how to uh, fight. I mean, this magic wand has either the capability of teaching you to fight one style or any and all styles, what would you choose? Again, to fight and defend yourself. You want to go with one style or any style that's out there? I think every one of you guys will go with every style. Every one of you. Now, I'm a martial artist, okay? UFC, if you guys seen UFC, they're the combination of all fighting styles, guys. You have boxers, you have kickboxers, you have grapplers and wrestlers. Grappling and wrestling is very similar. So in wrestling, guys, there's no striking, right? And in kickboxing, there's no wrestling. Um, in kickboxing, there, you, there's no uh, elbow or knees. You can't hit someone with a knee or elbow. Now, in a UFC, you can do all those things. Unless there's no eye gouging allowed, there's no kicking in the groin. Um, there's few other restrictions. So those are like the ultimate fighter, guys. They have, you know, every style down. And, and that like a complete fighter. That's how dog training should be. You should be able to like adapt to every dog. Now, I know you may say, well, you never had to use this for this other dog. You've had all dogs all your life, blah, blah, blah. Well, with this one, you do. This is not that dog. Well, I've had labs all my life. I've had shepherds all my life. You know, what are you talking about? You know, well, this one is different. So you got to be diverse, guys.
positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, I don't care about that. You should go with effective reinforcement because one method, one way don't work on every dog with every owner. It, it just doesn't. You have to see what works. What will stop your dog from jumping up constantly? What will stop it from play biting on you? What will stop it from real bite? Charging, lunging, growling, snapping. Some people say, man, I can't even get my shoe. That The dog all of a sudden grabs my shoe. When I try to get it, the dog will take my finger off. All of a sudden, the dog grabs and guards the remote. So make sure if you are using a, um, you know, a trainer, see what else they recommend if that doesn't work. The thing of insanity is you keep doing the same thing and expect different outcome, right? If it's not working, guys, you got to know when to call it quits. Like, it's not working. It's not working. So I'm positive too, guys. I don't believe in yelling. I don't believe in hitting. I don't believe in dumping your dog in a shelter. I don't believe in killing your dog. I'm positive. You heard my story why I even got involved with dogs. I'm a dog lover first. If you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to the episode before this one. You will know. You will know that I'm a dog lover, guys, when you listen to it. 100%. And, and if you're a sensitive type, you will get teary. You will feel the lump you know, in your throat. It will make some of you cry. So because I'm a dog lover, it's my duty to give you everything that's out there under the sun. Because it's your dog. It's your baby. I want to make sure you're happy. I want to make sure you're satisfied. I want to make sure, like, okay, my God, I got my life back. There's no more arguments because of the dog in the house. You know, I can, you know, walk in peace. I don't have to across the street. I don't have to change route. I don't have to, oh, my God, there's someone else walking their dog. Oh, no, you know. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what's happening with most of you. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Do me a favor. Give me a five-star Go to the bottom, you know, give me a five star on my uh, podcast. It will help me with ratings. Thank you for sharing it with friends and relatives. And um, I will keep them short usually. A lot of people like shorter ones, I've noticed. They do. They don't like longer ones. So I'll try to keep it 30 minutes, you know, maybe even 15, 10 minute ones sometimes. Um, Again, love and light to everyone. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate every one of you that are listening to this, each and every one of you. Uh, I wouldn't make it without you guys, right? All right, love and light to everyone. Take care.